Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. Welcome to this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College. I'm Karen Jacobs, the moderator, and I am delighted to have um, a student in the post-professional occupational therapy program today as our guest. Kirsten, can you introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for having me, Karen. I'm so excited to join. My name is Kirsten Peterson Bechet. And um, I am an occupational therapist, as Karen said, in the post-professional occupational therapy doctoral program at Boston University. But I have also spent the past four years working as um, an ergonomic consultant for various uh, large companies, primarily tech companies, as I live in the Bay Area. And uh, I am also uh, doing my doctoral project for the BU OTD program. Um, on ergonomic education for uh, therapy providers, because I really think it's a wonderful area for us to just get more familiar, familiar with and get more involved in. So that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, and it's, you're, you're doing a great project. And I'm wondering if our listeners all understand the concept of ergonomics. So maybe you could go over that a little bit. And then um, perhaps we could talk about people working from home now. Yeah, absolutely. So ergonomics um, really fundamentally is kind of the study of a person and their environment and the interactions between them. Um, and more specifically, that means looking at um, health and safety, uh, neutral posture, health promotion and wellness. Um, those are some kind of some different categories that that can fall into. Um, but ergonomics really means um, promoting well-being with your environment. And so um, that can look like examining neutral posture, um, that can look like examining uh, the socio-emotional components of work, that can look like um, examining the equipment that someone is using as they're working at a conveyor belt in a factory. The wonderful thing about ergonomics is it really um, applies in so many different settings and it really can affect people in a lot of different ways. And so, as you said, um, we are seeing a lot of uh, working from home and remote work right now. And so the ergonomic landscape as it relates to work has really changed in 2020 as so many things have. <laughs> um, and so we're really um, seeing some new trends emerge in terms of how people are working and um, how their health is relating to their work and uh, especially what, uh, what setup they're using to work at home or wherever they may be working because <laughs> people are really in all sorts of places right now. So um, 
a lot of that, you know, relates specifically to posture and to equipment usage. People may be using really minimal equipment compared to what they used to use. Say, if I'm an office worker um, working from home, you know, a lot of people have family at home. And so people, <laughs> I've seen people end up, you know, a lot of times people are using the kitchen table with their laptop where they usually had a six foot desk in the office with displays and a keyboard and mouse and a very nice chair. Now suddenly things have really shifted and are a lot more minimal. And so it's a wonderful time as an ergonomic consultant to really think about um, to get creative and think about using different equipment to really achieve neutral posture, well-being, and just um, promote prevention as people are working in all these new spaces. Are you finding um, that there are certain um, issues that are coming about most often um, with people working from home? You know, I've seen some very interesting things and mind you, I do consulting for, for tech. And so uh, I've seen some interesting things in the office too. It's a little bit of a more informal work environment. Um, but uh, certainly working from home, I have uh, first really seen people, as I mentioned, just working from different rooms than they normally would. I see a lot of beds, you know, a lot of people are working from their bedroom, um, just kind of with whatever they happen to have usually a laptop. I've seen people working um, at the beginning of the quarantine um, back March and April. I, I had people working from really teeny tiny hotel rooms in New York City um, and uh, asking me about equipment that they could kind of fold up against the wall really quickly while they were in the hotel. I've had people working on uh, end tables at their window that are like under a foot long. Um, so the variety of equipment has really changed. And I've also seen people uh, move from kitchen tables to outdoors to uh, even I, I've heard, you know, people will sometimes run into their bathroom with the video off to take a meeting just because the, the home environment can be so noisy, which is absolutely a factor when we think about ergonomics. So I think just the, the variety of settings within the home and, you know, even people going to parks and um just all sorts of places, maybe, you know, relatives homes in the area or things like that. So I would say the setting has really varied a lot more than it usually does. And also the equipment, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people using dining tables and chairs, which, you know, is actually a very good idea. If you have limited furniture at home, we can, you know, make uh, suggestions to make it more optimal for you, but that's a great place to start. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely have had a lot of people tell me they're working from their bed more. <laughs> it's a little bit harder to disconnect between the work hours and the non-work hours. And uh, I think that really translates into some uh, mental health components that we really need to be aware of. Um, so emphasizing if you can have different spaces for work time and non-work time, that's great. Of course, if you're in a New York City hotel room that's not very large, that's probably not feasible. So um, just encouraging regular breaks, encouraging people not to get locked in in the same way in the office. You're normally, you know, walking to talk to people, walking to a meeting, walking to get a snack. And at home, generally speaking, we're just in one place all the time. And so really encouraging that mindset of movement and um, just regular break taking for your physical health and really your emotional health, which is so crucial during this time, I think. 
um, we can be kind of a voice to remind people that it's okay to take breaks. And even if they can go look out the window for a minute, get some sunlight that way. Um, I think a lot of times that um, is not at the forefront of people's mind. They're just trying to figure out how can they meet their deadlines with all of these demands in this new setting. So we can be a voice to remind them um, to, to really prioritize their own health and just be conscious of their own well-being. Well, you shared some really um, important strategies and I think the break taking is so important. And a lot of times, you know, we forget to take a break because we're so busy in, in what we're doing. So are there sort of external cues that we could use um, for taking breaks, like setting a timer or our phone or software to use? You know, what would you recommend? Absolutely. I mean, there's really a whole gamut, you know, from the low tech to the high tech that you could use to remind you um, at the very simplest uh, having, you know, if you wear a watch or if, you know, everybody usually has their smartphone phone around them, um, having a timer set about once an hour, give or take, um, to just even take a couple of minutes, you know, standing up, rolling out your shoulders, taking a deep breath, maybe looking out the window or looking around the room and then resetting. Um, that is really helpful. And it's certainly just because it's low tech doesn't mean it's not very effective. Um, I also recommended if people are on the computer a lot, setting calendar invites with a, an alert, um, kind of as a similar format, because you can really um, plan those out far in advance and set them to say, if you're using Google Calendar, set it to private. So uh, your coworkers can't see that you have these blocks every hour for you know two or three minutes. Um, in terms of the more uh, developed high-tech options, there are certainly apps out there and software to remind you to take breaks. So whether you want something on your phone to remind you or whether you want something on your computer to remind you, um, of course, you need to be conscious if it's a work computer that you're meeting the, <laughs> the requirements for the IT department in terms of security and with third party apps. So um, that's where I always come back to those low tech options um, because they're so simple and clean. Those are great options. And, you know, I know for myself, um, I'm working from home, too, and I have a tendency to work many, many longer hours than I think I ever did in my office. Um, because there's a blurring now. And I think trying to set some breaks is extremely important. And you mentioned, you know, go outside, um, experience nature. Um, it, you know, the weather's changing, it's getting colder, but, you know, put your coat on for a moment and, and go out with your mask and, and take a break. Um, I think that's so important, even, it's, if, even if it's for five minutes. Um, I'd like you, if you could, to share a little bit more about your doctoral project and what you'll be doing and maybe some key areas in it that, that you're going to address and, and, and even just the whole purpose of your doctoral project. I would love to. Yeah, so this is something that I'm very excited about, um, having worked as an ergonomic consultant for four years, and I've been in OT for a bit longer than that. Um, but just seeing the way that we as uh, therapy providers are really so well suited to um, provide ergonomic advice, you know, we're so well trained with body mechanics, kinesiology, um, activity analysis, which is so crucial. We need to look at like the person and the environment and the activities that they're doing and put them all together. 
Um, and so I really saw this disconnect between what I was seeing where um, you know, you really can make such a difference, um, whether it's even preventative, you know, if somebody just has some basic questions and you can kind of ensure they're optimizing their work process before they ever have an injury um, to someone who really has had a lot of medical issues in the past and you're really trying to um, reduce those uh, symptoms as much as you can just through adjusting um, their, their workflow. Um, and so I was finding that as an occupational therapist, um, this felt like a really great fit and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I, I noticed when I talked to other therapy providers that a lot of people were very surprised that I was working in this area. And I even had other OTs who even had just finished their, their master's degree and were just entering the workforce say, oh, I didn't know that we could do ergonomics, um, which really shocked me because I was fortunate enough to have some training um, in graduate school on, on the topic, but it certainly is um, a, a lesser covered subject than a lot of the other topics that therapy providers will have. And so my hope with this course that I'm designing is that I can really bridge that gap between um, the skills that we have and then just getting a little, little more familiarity and uh, specific knowledge about the field of ergonomics um, for people who are interested in whether you know practicing full-time in that area or even integrating components more um, into their interactions with clients and, and really their own life too. And so in terms of specifics, um, it is a 10-hour online course provided through Boston University for free. It is not up yet. <laughs> My hope is it will be finished by the end of summer uh, 2021, uh, but we shall see. And uh, there are one hour online modules that you can complete on demand. And the intent is that uh, each topic is one subject area related to um, ergonomics that would be useful, you know, very practically and very soon if you were deciding you wanted to move forward with some sort of uh, work in that area. And so there's, you know, obviously an introduction to ergonomics, which would be a little bit more um, detail than what I provided already. Um, we look at hazards and we look at controls, how to offset those hazards. We also talk about anthropometry, which is the study of uh, the basically the dimensions of the body and how that relates to work. Very interesting. We also look at manual material handling, um, which can include lifting, you know, moving objects, um, relevant for pretty much everybody, <laughs> whether or not you're in a, um, in a job that really requires a lot of that. Um, we also talk about standardized assessments for ergonomics, which is a really crucial component. Uh, not everybody does use a lot of standardized assessments. And I think obviously for um, relying on evidence-based practice and demonstrating our value, that is really important. We also look at settings. So I talked about office settings and home office settings. Um, being so different. Um, there are lab settings, healthcare settings, industrial settings, you know, there are really a lot of different types of places where you can conduct evaluations and provide recommendations as a consultant or a specialist. Um, we're also going to talk about special populations. So that can include children, um, elderly, um, individuals with disabilities, and specifically, we're also going to look at um, post-COVID symptoms and how those might relate to work. There's also a unit on um, delivery of ergonomic services through healthcare. 
um, or sorry, through telehealth, <laughs> because that is really becoming more and more crucial. And we also talk about justifying ergonomics in terms of reimbursement and advocacy. And I really think all of those areas, um, it's intended to be an introductory course, but all of those areas really help give a sense of um, approaching the practice area and uh, knowing where to look and just how to get started um, and giving you more general knowledge. So that is certainly my hope because it's a free course. The goal is really to just get the information out there, spread the knowledge and have more and more practitioners uh, doing this so that we can really support the workforce with all of these changes that we're seeing this year and beyond. Um, because we really don't know what all of the effects will be. It's just happening in real time. So um, the more that we can be supporting um, the workforce and uh, their well-being, the better. I agree. And I think this course is going to be extremely important. Um, and we'll let people know about the availability of it um, as it becomes available. So I just want to thank you for being on Health Matters at BU Sargent College and for being a, a student in our program. Uh, for me, as your academic mentor, it's a joy to work with you. Thank you. I so appreciate being here. I love the podcast and I'm just excited to talk about ergonomics. So <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks again. And, and for our listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of Health Matters.